Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kratom Sobriety Podcast. This is episode number 30, and I am Decima. Thanks, Decima. And this is Charlie. And this week, we have an interview with Eva, who might have been our very first listener. She definitely was the original gangster social media follow for the Kratom Sobriety Podcast. And I'm very excited to have her on this week and hear her story. All right. And this week, we're going to talk about getting things done while not on Kratom. Many of us experienced like some productivity gains when we first started using Kratom. And then we felt dependent on the substance to get our to-do list done every day. And eventually some of us, including myself, could not get out of bed without Kratom. And then at the very end, my productivity really tanked where I was basically just laying around watching TikTok videos while high in Kratom and the dishes piled up in the sink. Absolutely. I had the same exact experience where Kratom turned on me. In the beginning, I took it because it gave me energy. It made my mood better. It made me more social. So I was truly and in reality able to get more done at that time. Um, A lot of us like to call it the honeymoon phase. Um, And then it did. It turned on me. Um, I started doing the same thing, (laughs) scrolling, scrolling, and telling myself that I'm taking it so that I can get some stuff done. But in reality, I'm not. Um, So I absolutely can relate to that. And that feeling of when I quit, how in the world am I ever going to have energy um, to complete tasks uh, and to get things done? Jacob and Chad touched on this last week. And I, you know, last year I had a pretty good year at work, both in terms of I'm a freelancer. 2022, while I was in Kratom, I, I was performed well at work. I, I made more money last year and I had more clients. This year, while most of this year I've been off of Kratom, at least since March, I have not bounced back in terms of the number of clients and money. I think Kratom had an effect on me where it made me a little manic, especially when I started using it daily. You know, I had that honeymoon pay- phase too for a couple of years. I just look back last year like I really went crazy on my gardening, you know, and you know, this year, right, right. <laughs> this year in the first week in June, I bought like two tomato plants, two pepper plants and two cucumbers and had a very pathetic garden this year, but I was Kratom free, but I'm trying not to, you know, I don't want to romanticize. Like I got things done when I was on right. Kratom because I was a little sloppy and it, it, I definitely did not get stuff done at the end, you know? Well, and we also were doing too much in reality at times, putting our bodies through way too much. We would, if we're taking Kratom, we're not feeling that pain that we would probably naturally naturally feel after a hard day's work. I did the same exact thing as you last year. I had an amazing pool. We put up a fence. We put sand in there. Like we had this awesome setup. And then this year, it just kind of sat there unused and I barely tried to clean it. And it was an adjustment. And I'm with you. I don't want to romanticize it, but this is the reality of what happens to us. I mean, we wouldn't get hooked on it and take it for so long if it wasn't um, helpful at first or gave the illusion of being helpful while it's actually hurting us. Um, So that is a big deal for a lot of us. I know for me that it was one of the hardest parts of 
quitting, wondering how am I going to have energy? Am I ever going to feel normal? And I do. I feel normal again, as normal as normal can be, you know, described. Energy is not, it's not that I don't have the energy. It's just more of a sustainable amount of energy. Um, I'm not overdoing it. Yeah, everything doesn't get done. But another thing I wanted to touch on was not just getting things done, like tasks at work and things like that, but also our reliability to others, them being able to depend on us, showing up for things like, I'll just use this podcast for an example, as a task of something I had to do. In the past, I probably would have blown off things like this, meetings and um, just different things, even football practices in the afternoons, things like that. And I found that now that I'm clear headed, I am really showing up for things. Even, even on days when I don't feel my best, I don't talk myself out of doing the things that I know I need to get done for that day because it's real important to me to be reliable. I want people to know that they can count on me because I wasn't there for them in my use, you know, in my using days. Can you relate to any of that? Yeah, definitely. The reliability is both to myself, you know, so I, I can count on myself now way more not to flake out. And then the people around me, the same. If you're somebody that you're going through a divorce or you lost a job or are going through an addiction, you know, try a new project, start a new project, learn a new skill, you know, and it, it that this, this podcast has given me a lot of uh, energy and something to focus on, but there has been ripple effects in, in the rest of my life. You know, it's, it hasn't been perfect. And especially at the beginning, like the first 90 days, there was just days where I just flaked out. I had a, you know, you know, I'm freelance. So I, I have a business partner. So there was a couple of times I had to rely on my, my business partner to like carry some more weight. I sort of miss that manic feeling that I had. I guess the last thing I'll just say is I think, you know, I'm also, I, I'm a product of the seventies. I think I'm a little bit older than you, but I, you know, there's just some downsides to getting middle age, you know, after 50. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is just, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have the energy I had in my twenties or thirties or even my forties. I just, I'm more prone to wanting to take a nap or needing a nap just because when mm -hmm. I, I go rake the leaves and I'm sore. I think that the biggest takeaway that I would want people to take from this is once you quit Kratom and your brain starts to heal and you start living life on life's terms, it's okay that we're not superhuman. We were pushing mm. ourselves in a way we shouldn't have been. So it's don't think that because you're not doing what you were doing before that you're failing because that's absolutely not just keep you know focusing on what's sustainable what can you do in your life that you are going to be able to maintain and still be healthy mentally physically emotionally in all ways um so that's my biggest takeaway um, I know I mentioned last week that I had lost my job and this week I'm getting ready to start a new job I had the same experience as you where I climb the ladder at my last job, you know, and I did really well. And now I'm going to tell you what, I am so excited to start that again with a new company, but on life's terms and clear headed and sober. I'm super excited about it. So please don't think if you're listening out there that it's not possible to ever do this again on life's terms, because you're going to you're going to soar. It's going to be so much better and it's going to be sustainable and healthy. Congratulations. Thank um, you. 
And that's some good news. And I think that's a positive note to end on. Sounds good to me. Now for this week's interview. Welcome, everybody, to the interview this week. I'm very excited. We have Eva, who's the very first person I met in the wild when I set up this idea of a podcast. She was the original person I connected with, and it was really meaningful because before, I thought it was just Reddit and these anonymous names, and I met Eva, like a real person with a real name, picture of her, and so thank you, Eva. It's a how would you describe yourself to our audience? I'm Eva. I'm 38. I'm a Kratomatic. I'm a queer femme. Pittsburgher. An artist. I'm a punk. I love music. I'm part of the music community. I love nature, astrology, and reality TV. Do you have any favorite sports team in Pittsburgh? It's a sports town, but or is that not your scene? I mean, I don't like sports, but I always love the Steelers because I love Pittsburgh, so... When did you quit Kratom? I'm 43 days sober today, so. Great job. And uh, why and how did you first start using Kratom? So I saw it at the head shop. Um, I was living in the Bay Area, and I would, like, go do whippets a lot. So I was going to the whippet store, basically, and there was Kratom. Um, And I kind of heard of it before, and so I decided to try it. I'm an anxious person, so I found relief in, like, pills and benzos and opiates back in the day. Kratom came into my life seven years ago. I feel like I started using it off and on. Like, I I started with the capsules. That slowly became expensive, and so I switched to powder. Um, I would, like, buy kilos at a time, so it was never, like, an expense thing. But I definitely, like, when I first started taking the powder, like, I would throw up a lot because it was really gross. But I still kept taking it. And, like, you know, now I could just take it, like, dry, like, swash and toss or whatever they call it. <laughs> and did you ever get into the extracts? Uh, sometimes. I would take them sometimes, but not, like, often. They're, like, even grosser. And it was just, like, really intense like almost like methadone or something i don't know so you mentioned you did have a history of struggling with some other substances could you talk about that uh yeah i i've always loved pills like benzos opiates downers like i'm like a really nervous person so that was like always like my go-to like they were around a lot more back in the day like the early 2000s like there everybody had them so like in high school is whenever I started to take them. Did you ever go to treatment? Uh, and did you eventually quit all those? Never went to treatment, but like eventually, like they became less and less pills, the harder to come by. Like there's a lot of fake pills out there. Like also moved away, like from Pittsburgh for a while to try to get away from pills. Like so I would have less contact. So I never like went to treatment, but like I always like found relief in it. But yeah, whenever there was, when it was less available and I found Kratom, it was like perfect because I was like, this feels the same. Like, and it's like 
good for you. You know, it's not, there's no overdose or anything bad. Like, at least that's what I thought at the time. Wow. When did you first think, wow, uh, using Kratom is a, causing me a problem? I never really thought Kratom was a problem at first until I started noticing my moods being really extreme. Like, I've been, like, kind of an intense person, but, like, I would get really angry and, like, freak out on people. I burned a lot of bridges, like, I lost best friends, like, I told my grandma I hope she dies, like, I mean, it was just really intense, and I I thought maybe I had, like, some mental problem, but I realized, like, after I quit that, it was definitely the Kratom that was doing this. How much were you using at your highest point? Um, I didn't really measure it much, but I was, like, taking multiple tablespoons, like, throughout the day, or, like, I would just pour, like, a inch or something in a cup and just like drink it did you ever experience withdrawals when you ran out or when you traveled or anything um i always had it with me because i didn't really go out of the country at first um okay yeah and so i didn't really notice that at first um i wasn't trying to quit because i just didn't think it was a problem so uh until like my like uh near-death experience so I didn't realize you had a near-death experience. Could you tell us about that? Uh, yeah. Um, so I got some, like, ultra-enhanced powder from a website, like, that I... I've been ordering Kratom off the same website for a really long time, and I, like, bought some enhanced powder because I was, like, getting a little bored with the regular powder. And, like, I took a little one night, and then I took a little bit more, and, like, the next thing I know, like, I had passed out. I don't know if I had a seizure or what, but um, my boyfriend heard me fall um, from upstairs and he ran downstairs. I was like unconscious and he was giving me CPR and it didn't work. I like turned blue and then he kind of just like punched my chest like in giving up. And then I came to, I just, I don't know what happened. Like I, the ambulance came, I went to the hospital. I don't think I told them about Kratom. I just, never really like disclosed to the doctors about any drug use um because i didn't want to be treated badly i don't know i don't know if it's serotonin syndrome because i'm on ssris i don't know if it was a seizure but something crazy happened so yeah how long ago was that um in 2020 it was like right the first month of the pandemic like in april oh that was a a wild time to have that experience and be involved in the pandemic yeah yeah it really was and you weren't um doing any other kind of drugs you you, other than your prescribed ssri yeah i mean i smoke weed all the time but i don't think that like affects it i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't think there's any interactions with marijuana i there is known reactions with antidepressants there's an enzyme that both of them process that interaction or if there was other stuff in that particular batch or if it was particularly potent without testing we're just speculating so did you after that experience did you try to quit or cut back yeah i mean i like i mean i was scared um like you know my family knew then like i didn't tell anybody about kratom i mean i told them like oh it's a tea you know but like I had to like tell everybody so that was pretty crazy and like honestly like I had a lot of friends die from drugs um especially in like 2019 through 2021 
promised myself that if I ever had like a near-death experience that I would take it seriously. And so I started trying to quit, but like I couldn't make it. Like just a couple days, like I would be running to the store, like running. Like I tried off and on like for a year. I never really made it like more than a day or two. And then I like found the Quitting Kratom group um, on Instagram. And so when I started doing that, that was like, it really felt validating because I just felt crazy and alone. Like all the people in the community are on harder drugs um, in my community and like, or they use Kratom for harm reduction. Like no one took it seriously at all. Like First off, most people I interact with have the pronunciation of Kratom. But I don't know. Where do you think you got the origination Kratom? That's, I think that's what yeah. you're calling it, right? Yeah, I call it Kratom. I sometimes say Kratom to like fit in with the group. But yeah, whenever you pronounce, like when you go to Google and do the pronunciation, it says Kratom. So I feel yeah. like I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And there are a couple other pronunciations too I've heard. And yeah, so you're in a community where... Yes. Yeah, it's like kind of like weed to people. They're just like, you know, whatever. I'd use it when I'm hungover. Like, you know, I've been on heroin and now I'm on this and I feel like I'm doing good, you know? You've already talked about the difficulty in quitting. I know earlier in this year, I think you had like 90 days. Yeah, about, well, I'd say 57 days. And then I use like maybe once a week. Okay. Or like a little bit off. And I still wanted to get those 90 days though. (laughs) Yeah, how did that relapse happen? Like, talk us through it just i think mm-hmm. listeners can relate to it and maybe we can learn from it yeah i mean i was shocked that i was able to quit at all like i just had been trying for years i felt hopeless i kind of gave up for a minute i stopped going to the group i was just like well i'm just going to try to maintain this for like and just you know ride it out or something i just i don't know then i don't know i just had like a bad day i like drank a bunch of kratom and cried i was mean to my girlfriend like it was just like a really bad day um and like the next day i went to like a crowd of the crowd of meeting for the first time in a while and i don't know it just like clicked i was just really over it like i just i don't know i just was able to like get through it somehow but it was really hard because i had to like you know like i'm thinking about it constantly like it's just like non-stop cravings so it's just hard to battle. It's like, you know, every minute you're like trying to say no. And then there's just one minute out of the day where you say yes. But like I had gone through some like really crazy stuff uh, in my house that I was living at the time. And so that kind of triggered it. And then the once a week, did that eventually escalate? Yeah. Yeah. Like once I like the seed was planted, you know, like that I tried it once, even though I felt like I didn't need to take it the next day or the next day, like. I thought about it and I was like, maybe next weekend, you know, and then like slowly it's like, well, just twice a week, like it's not as bad as it used to be, you know, and then like slowly over a few months, like it just started to like come back and I was like hiding it and lying and like all the other things that I was doing. Yeah, that that can be very demoralizing. I I think like, yeah, once you cross that line, then it just becomes easier to erode your standards, motivation not to use it. If I understand right, this time you went with medicated assistant treatment to help you with this quit? Yes, I um I got the Vivitrol shot. I had to stop taking Kratom like the for like 7 days before and I mean I did like 2 days and then I used and then 2 days. And so and I just hoped that I wasn't going to go through like precipitated withdrawal whenever I got the shot, but for some reason I didn't. 
and I was able to get on it and and it like instantly took my cravings away. Wow. So just... like, yeah, I still went through withdrawal though. Um, like physical wasn't as bad as the first time I quit, but the mental was just as bad. And have you had any um, adverse side effects from the injection? Um, it's definitely like making my stomach hurt a lot. Um, and like more recently, like I just got my second shot. Um, I've been losing my appetite. It's just like I'm hungry, but nothing's appetizing, which is like really kind of affecting me. So <laughs> just making me kind of weak. But I mean, like, you know, like with like teas and supplements and just making myself eat like no matter what or the benefit outweighs the risk. <laughs> And how was finding treatment in, I mean, it's a big metropolitan area. Was it easy to find a provider? Um, No, actually, it was kind of hard. Like, I went to my uh, primary doctor, and she couldn't prescribe it to me, uh, which I thought was really crazy. Um, So I went to, like, a local LGBTQ, like, center, and they, like, do harm reduction stuff. And they they were able to uh, get me on the shot, even though I didn't have health insurance. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So how has the first 30 days gone so far? Um, I mean, like the first couple of weeks, it was like mental anguish. I just felt so depressed. I like just I was so down. Like it's like like your bl- your brain just like plummets. It's just like it's it's awful. You know, I feel great now. Like, I don't know. I feel like my old self, like before Kratom, like I didn't feel that way. My last quit um, and like. You know, it was like months and I still didn't feel right. But this time I feel great. Like I feel normal. I'm excited. Like I'm interested in things again. Like I want to hang out with my friends. Like, I don't know, just being normal, like participating in life. Like it feels so good. Like I really haven't felt this way in like over seven years. That's awesome. And during the last seven years of your Kratom, you, did you stay off the pills and other drugs other than marijuana? Um, I mean, sometimes if it was around, I would take pills or like i mean i would take different things over time but nothing every day like i just i don't know it's just it was just kratom and you wouldn't describe your um kratom use as uh, as a way to get off those other drugs you did it for more mental health purposes yeah yeah definitely elevate my mood and like motivate myself and like yeah like feel more comfortable in social settings like i just have a lot of anxiety so I'm like, yeah, I'd like kind of given up on the fact that like pills weren't going to be something I could take all the time anymore. And then just like Kratom was just like a supplement, but then it just came like an everyday thing. So at first was it helpful? And then eventually did those benefits fade and it turned into a negatives? Yeah. I mean, at first it was fine. I don't remember like acting out too crazy. I don't remember like it affecting me so much. Yeah. I just... I don't even know when it went wrong. I feel like I noticed it like around 2020 and I just figured like it was the stress of the pandemic and everything else going on. Yeah. I was just like really freaking out on everybody and just being like pissed, like Mm -hmm. ready to throw down. (laughs) Yeah. I I personally call them Kratom tantrums. I mean, I'm capable of losing my temper without substances, but it's like very rare, you know, (laughs) and it it has to be. I got to be really caught off guard and like have lack of sleep or something, you know, but yeah, I mean, it, I felt like I was like possessed sometimes. Like I really like, I remember getting in the car and driving like 90 miles an hour to go tell somebody off. Like I just, I was just like out of control. Like <laughs> these issues with anger have gone away or 
re- been reduced since when you're off Kratom? Yeah, I mean, like, they're not even existent. Yeah. Nothing like that. Um, what seemed to help the most with your withdrawals to, like, ease those? Did, did you do anything? Um, I mean, like, uh, I feel like exercise, you know, it's like when you read, like, all the books on addiction. I read a lot of books on addiction to, like, try to understand it. Like, yeah, exercise is, like, the best way to get your brain back to, like, a base level. So, like, I mostly just, like, ran and I do yoga and stuff like that. Uh, out of those books, is there one on the, off the top of your mind that you like the best? I don't remember the name. We talked about it in the WhatsApp group, though, and we, like, started, like, a little reading group together on it. Uh, okay. Was it, it Dopamine Nation? Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. That one was really good. Yeah, and uh, she focused, like, the principles in there, could, it, it doesn't matter what the substance or the behavior or the addictive process is, you know, so. Well, you mentioned earlier, is there anything about being queer that has made it harder or easier with your Kratom struggle, or has it nothing to do with that in any way? Um, I mean, like, I feel like I've always used drugs to kind of ease the you know like dealing with daily life and like definitely have had like have some trauma from like the violence and different shit that I've experienced like me Mm -hmm. and my friends had to deal with discrimination like I definitely feel like I abuse drugs in general to deal with that and like be more comfortable outside in the world and in my body so I mean not really like kratom specific but I feel like definitely is there a big LGBTQ community in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. There always has been. Pittsburgh's the best place. All right. <laughs> and is that where you grew up? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I lived other places, but Pittsburgh's always the best. And how is your life today, Kratom Free? Uh, it's good. Um, I feel like I'm doing, like, I've always been an artist, but, like, I'm, like, really, I don't know, like, I feel, like, creatively recharged. Like, I'm working on... um like a fashion show right now, uh, like some clothes and jewelry. So that's kind of like the biggest thing for me right now is like, just like getting back into my art and getting it back out there. Cool. Are you doing anything else other than the shot and then the quitting Kratom meetings and, and WhatsApp group to support your abstinence? Honestly, not really. Um, I, I, I actually, I'm going to the community college to try to get my drug and alcohol certificate. So I feel like that's kind of going to be like help, like having me be of service to the community. So that'll probably help with it. But I definitely know that like recovery is like, like quitting is like the, just the beginning. Um, I really realized that last time I quit that, like, you know, just like stopping the act of doing it is just the beginning. Like the recovery part is lifelong and like you have to do it. Otherwise it's not going to work. Like, you know, like once this shot is done, like, then what you know like my plan is to stay on it for six months and then get on the naltrexone pills and then um from there try like abstinence but yeah all right and shifting gears to a little bit more fun part of the interview uh, what types of music do you listen to and what is your favorite um i like a lot of stuff i just love music um i mean i listen to a lot of punk like different genres of punk um metal i like like hip-hop and rap gangster rap um i but i also like lately since i've been sober i've been listening to pop music a lot like and i would say kim petras is like my favorite thing to listen to right now like her music is just so good and like exciting and fun and like i just like 
drive around extra in my car to like listen to it and like listen to it on repeat like I just wear it out like I don't know if it's just my attic brain but I'm wearing it out like I just love Kim Petras <laughs> and uh have you have you ever listened to hippie music like me or would you never be caught dead no no hippie music <laughs> <laughs> What would you say is the your most helpful advice you would give someone getting ready to quit Kratom? Um, I would say like if you can get off work, you know, that would be kind of that'd be the best way to deal with some the first couple of days of withdrawal. But like finding a support group is like been like the like game changer for me. Like just like, you know, like just being able to like message somebody and they help you and like call you and like like people giving like um, just unconditional like love and support is just so healing. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there an answer to a question I didn't ask that may benefit somebody listening? Uh, no, actually, I mean, I feel like I really touched on everything, really. Well, thanks a lot, Eva. It was a pleasure having you today. Thank you, Charlie. Okay, Thank see you in the meeting. <laughs> All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. Kratom in the Headlines. Hey everybody, it's Jacob, and this week on Kratom in the Headlines, we have a posting on the FDA's website, so something a little bit different, where um, the FDA has gone ahead and shared an inspections, compliant enforcement, and criminal investigation warning letter that they had sent to the company Shot of Joy LLC back on September 25th, 2023, so about a month ago now. So essentially, um, the FDA is using existing regulations that are on the books to sort of police the Kratom industry on a very, very limited and selective basis um, when companies are in blatant violation of the current regulations that exist. So um, as some of you may be aware through what um, we've shared through this podcast, through um, our interviews with the journalist Eric Erickson, as well as some articles that um, Charlie has shared, essentially um, the, the current way that the FDA looks at Kratom is they don't view it as a drug. They view it as a, a food product. And as such, um, companies can't just market that it has all kinds of different benefits for various medical conditions because it's not a proven treatment that's, that has gone through rigorous studies and review that allow um, a company to make those claims. Shot of Joy is doing, and if you're not familiar with Shot of Joy, they're very similar to Feel Free. Um, they are basically, they make shots that are composed of kratom and some shots of kratom and kava and some which is kava, but basically um, they are, they, or they were marketing these products and treat things like depression and anxiety um, and um, highlighting the benefits of kava and saying things like it might alleviate ADHD symptoms um, and that Kratom has been used for fighting depression and anxiety around the world and that there are neuroprotective uh, uh, protection related components of kava and just all kinds of stuff that really can't be substantiated. And that is also um, just not allowed for the marketing of this product the way it is currently structured. 
So um, it was interesting to see the FDA single out this company and go after them. Um, personally, I think it's good because, you know, a lot of us were roped into the benefits of Kratom as in a healthy alternative to getting off opiates or to dealing with an alcohol addiction or to treat anxiety, depression, or ADHD. And I think as a lot of you have come to find out, the reality is, is that Kratom for some people and uh, may have those benefits, but for many of us, uh, we find ourselves in the Kratom pickle where we are, you know, taking an addictive substance at ever more um, increasing dosages and ultimately ending up addicted to it. So um, that's Kratom in the headlines for this week. We'll post a link to this inspection and compliance enforcement and criminal investigation warning letter in the show notes. And um, yeah, hopefully we can see maybe a little bit more of activity from the FDA on this front uh, to go after other products that are making claims like this as well. So that's Kratom in the headlines for this week. Resource of the week. This is a Kratom tapering tool that's in a spreadsheet that is interactive and you can adjust it to make your own plan of action to get off a of Kratom. Make a copy and save it to your Google Drive or you download it as an Excel file and use it on your desktop. This quitting tool was originally from a Reddit thread. It has some info that you enter at the top, including your starting daily dose then the amount of days you want to taper, then the doses per day, the start date, and then it automatically will calculate your end date for your taper, and it will automatically calculate your taper factor. Then it will populate below in the spreadsheet the date, the dose for that day, and if you have multiple doses, it'll calculate per dose and the grams per dose. I think it's an interesting DIY tool that you can use to adjust your different tapering plans. You could do a quick taper using it. You could do an extended taper using this tool. You could even adjust it. It's set for grams for the, each dose. But if you're doing like shots, you might be able to adjust the entry data per shot. Check the show notes. Follow the link to the Google Sheet. Make a copy for your own Google Drive or download as an Excel table and make use of this if you need to taper and get off Kratom and quit for good. And that's it for the resource of the week. So before we close out today, I wanted to read a message we received from another Charlie out there on social media. He writes, quote, just wanted to say I've listened to all the episodes twice now during my long commutes to and from work. This helped me remain motivated to stand track, and I hope you continue cranking out new episodes. Thank you for your hard work on this podcast, dude. Unquote. You're welcome, and thanks for listening. And I just thank all the other team members that I have. Krista earlier in the summer. And now Decima and Jacob are essential to this podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, check also the show notes. All of our social media handles are there. There's also a voice number. You can leave a message if you leave a 
audio file, we will play it on the air unless you tell us not to. And until next week, keep it creative free. 